to Speaking with Sherry. I am your host, Sherry Hicks. Listen, you are in for an incredible treat tonight because I have an incredible couple that I want to bring to you guys tonight. We actually are celebrating Love Month, and I heard that I needed to bring some power couples on. Yes, people who are using the power of God to make this thing called marriage, make this thing called family work. So I want to get right into it. Welcome with me tonight, Pastors Joey and Sonia Foster. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello, hello. How's it going everybody? How you doing, Sherry? Oh, I'm doing great. And I'm so honored, so honored to have you guys tonight. I thank you guys for taking the time out to come and minister with me on the subject of love, on the subject of marriage. Listen, I know this is gonna be an incredible show. The whole premise of this is to bring back hope to the black marriage, bring back hope to the black family. And I know for a fact, I believe it, that that is exactly what we're gonna to do tonight. So let's jump right in if you're ready. Tell the right. viewers a little bit about who Pastor Joey and Pastor Sonia Foster are. Just a little wow. bit. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so we, uh, Sonia and I, we met uh, at Florida A&M University, mm -hmm. right? So we both were at college there, the the Florida A&M University. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> yes. Yes. At that time, we were both singing in the gospel choir. Okay. Uh, loving, you know, loving doing that. And after a few years of not speaking at all, we kind of connected. She kind of ran and and was like so. In, in awe of me and she chased me down and eventually, you know, I gave in and here we are. Oh, okay. The end. I love it, I love story. it. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah. What do you think about that? Come on, what's your take, Pastor Sonia? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I recall it was a little different. Okay. Um, and um, as you, I guess, to answer the question, who we are, we are totally opposites of every yes. single thing. So even our story will be totally opposite it will. today because it was not played <laughs> out like that. Um, you know, um, but yeah, we are, um, you know, people that just love God and love to have fun. Um, but we definitely did not know that in the beginning. It was this weird um, setup at Florida AM University to where. You know, we was in the same area for about mm -hmm. four years, in the same place every Tuesday, every Thursday, never said anything to each other. Didn't even know each other's name um, until at some point, I guess God just illuminated me in his eyes. Wow. And then, and then he just showed interest and, um, you know, and, and we kind of unfolded um, yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 
that's that's sort of how it went. But yeah. Okay. Okay. I I, I like that. I, like I, that. I don't know how much you want me to get in de more detail. It with I'm gonna just let you lead the conversation. Yeah. But um, but that's um, but, that, but that is a great opener. That's a great opener. So, <laughs> so tell me a, tell this. As you know, this month is Power Couples Month. And I absolutely see you guys. I've seen you from afar, but I absolutely believe that you are a power couple. You represent so much. And, and I, I would love to call it kingdom royalty. I love it. I love wow. what I see. And that's why I brought you on. I wanted for people to be able to get a little bit of an inside view of who you actually are. So I already know how you met, but now let me ask you, what attracted you to one another? Wow. I think for me, um, one of the things that attracted me to Sonia initially, I want to give you guys a very deep spiritual answer. I want to, but I don't have one initially. <laughs> I promise you I don't. I'm just being honest. I don't have a deep spiritual answer initially. I, I saw her and I, I, I was so attracted to her. I was like, she is fine. And I was like, okay, I need, no, I'm just being honest. I'm like, I really need to find out who she is. Yeah. So, 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 you know, we talk about physical attraction. There has to be something there. Right. Yeah. So, so initially that was there. And then once I got to know who she was more outside of just the physicality, I was like, wow, she's different. You know, that was the thing she has and had a standard about her life, yeah. you know, and that was the thing that made me, that drew me in. It was like, whoa, she's not just portraying something. She is that. Yeah. So it was, it was really, for me, it was really the standard that I didn't always see in other relationships. Um, you know, just to be honest, he was the man on campus, okay? He was the man on campus. And um, he didn't have to, you know, come up to nobody's standards. Okay, let's just okay. put it out there. Okay. There was no standard. There was there was very few standards. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Listen, I love it. That's that's what I was looking for today. Transparency, and that is exactly what you are giving to the listeners. And I know that they are absolutely enjoying it. But let's, yeah. here, here's the next question I want to ask you. How long was your actual courtship? It was a year and a well, it was a year and a half. We got engaged, so in total, it was three years. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. And do you recommend if as pastors, as pastors, I just want to take a little aside. As pastors, mm -hmm. how long do you recommend when you are ministering to millennials and you're ministering to people at your church? How long do you recommend that people should court before they are really actually ready for marriage? Um, I, I, don't, I think the time varies depending on um, the, I guess, the experiences, um, the maturity of the person, and the health of each individual. Okay. You know, um, I think that some people are ready within months. And I think some people, they need those years. Now, let's be clear. I'm not talking about 5, 10, 15 years. That's, right. Those are other stories. Right. Um, <laughs> that, you know, whole nother story or a whole nother situation. <laughs> um, but um, I really believe that, you know, it doesn't take long. Mm -hmm. okay. And I may get in trouble here. Um, 
um, it does not take long to know whether or not you want to marry a person. Right. I think that is not, I, I don't think that is a realistic answer for not marrying someone. I think, you know, pretty much very close to the beginning, yeah. whether yeah. or not this person is marriage material and yeah. whether you're going to take this serious or not, you know, from the beginning. Now, the preparation to be to get there individually and as a couple that takes time yes. but to know whether or not you want to be married um i, I don't think that takes a lot but no. the work is yeah. done on the other end as relating to making sure that um, you are ready prepared you've done the work you've done your homework you know yeah. what it's going to take to jump in as much as you can of course yeah, yeah absolutely i think especially from the from the man from the male perspective Guys know, like, ladies, I'm sorry, fellas, I'm giving away the game right here. I'm just, Please. listen, guys know. <laughs> we know, <laughs> I, I would say, some, sometimes, but sometimes, guys know within six months whether or not this person is somebody they want to marry without question. Wow. Been doing it for a little while now, and, and six months is a good time to where they know. I'm not saying that they, they move on that. Already. Right. There's some health that needs to take place, and that's why it's important you have spiritual leadership around you. Yes. Make sure you have uh, submission. Make sure you have mentors, married couples that yes. you can kind of look to so that they can help prepare you. But guys know. So a lot of times, um, the issue, like like uh, Sonia was saying, the issue is not how long is it. It's, the question is, how healthy are you? Yeah. How yeah. healthy are you to move? forward with the relationship absolutely you know so it's important to have people around us because sometimes we can think we're healthy but we don't actually be there yeah you know yeah awesome so you recommend that they definitely have some mentors around them that can help them assess the healthiness of their relationship 100 and also um take advantage of the dating courting you know period you know yeah. and use it as a, a season or a time of, that is more academic than it is emotional. I, um, I think a lot of times we yep. kind of get into the emotional um, routine of the relationship. So we all, you know, just engulf with each other and we just so blinded by their beauty or their smile yes. or their vice. Come on, what you say? You know, we get so blinded by that and we're, we start imagining a life with the person right. yes. without imagining a life with that particular person. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we start imagining this fairytale life without considering who the person really is. And you can't have a fairytale life with an unhealthy person. So we have to really so start you know, dating academically yeah. more so than we do emotionally. So we can what get the data that mm -hmm. we need in order before we make those, you know, next decisions. Yep. Yes. And, and I love what you said about getting the data. Get, yeah. You got to get the data. You got to get the data on the person. This is so good. This is so good. I <laughs> all of this. this. I knew this was going to be great. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about your relationship what was your proposal like <laughs> yeah so our proposal, proposal was proposal so the word proposal the reason was i'll tell you why we're laughing so it was more so of a it was i wouldn't say it was a proposal no it was it, more a a conversation it was this is what's about to this happen this is what's about to happen listen we are about to get married 
so so we yeah. had we had this event at the house. <laughs> we're in college, right? So okay. well, yeah, right. We were yeah, still, we in were still in college. Um, so we're just having a conversation, and um, we're just talking. Okay. And I'm talking. To, I'm getting ready to graduate at this point. Yeah. I'm okay. talking about my plans. We're not engaged yet, so I'm not setting plans with anybody that I'm not engaged with. Like it's no. It, we're dating. Wow, that's a point there, though, right there. That is. Yeah, that is, say that again. You know, I'm, I'm not planning my life with someone that has not planned a life with me. Yes, that, that, that is good. That is, You know, so when it came down to me, I was I was speaking to him and, you know, I, I was kind of just trying to see where his where he was really, where his mind was. But I didn't share this with him. And I was like, yeah, I'm really looking into moving up north somewhere. I'm, I, you know, I've been here all my life. I moved away once. I came back in a year. I really want to explore once I graduate, get a job. Maybe I go up to New York or Washington or whatever the case is. Okay. And he was why won't you come to um, South Florida with me? And I said, why would I do that? Come on. He said, because, what, what you mean, why would we do that? <laughs> I said, we're not engaged. You, I mean, we're not planning to be married anytime. He was like, girl, stop playing. You know we get married. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was like, it was me saying, I was like, okay, quit playing. We get married without question. It's not an issue. Yeah. And then, and it, but then it was no, because then I wasn't, that didn't matter to me either. And I said, what do you mean by that? Come on, clarify. You know, you know, because you we get married, it could be five right. years out. Right. Right. What does that mean? And I yeah. was like, well, until that happens, you know, I'm moving to wherever I'm, I'm putting in applications, job, you know, whatever case. And he was like, no. We are getting married right. and you're moving to South Florida and you're gonna have a right. job there. Wow. And I was and so he so I made him clarify his plans. You know, I wasn't gonna be able to try, I wasn't gonna be at a point to where I was trying to figure out what he meant by that. I needed yes. concrete answers mm -hmm. so that I can plan my life accordingly. And I wasn't gonna be running after anybody chasing for a ring. But oh, it, absolutely not. Here, here's, something, here's something that I think is interesting too, because even in that situation, um, for me, it wasn't even a matter of not, it was more so a matter of, I wasn't even necessarily thinking towards um, us ever being apart. Like, yeah. so it was not a matter of, let me play this, this dating out as long as I could. Yeah. It was just a matter of, we're never gonna be separated. But when when she put the when she when she mentioned, hey, I'm getting ready to move, I'm yeah. like, wait, <laughs> wait, like what are you doing? Why would you try to leave? And we're never gonna, you know, so it made Because remember it, we wasn't dating for a long, it was only a year and a half. Okay, okay. At this point. So it wasn't like he was trying to kind of drag me along. Right, right, right. It was a year and a half, you know. So okay. I wasn't expecting him to um be ready to make a decision like that. I wasn't pressuring him or anything. Especially was, in light of our situation too. Again, we were in college. And we're in, you know, we're in college. Money was funny. Neither one of us had Fred any money. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, so, um, so that is how it unfolded. We ended up, the funny thing, we ended up going to church to my parents' church. Okay. Um, with pastors. We end up that Sunday going to church with them. Okay. And my father stands up and he said, I'm so glad to have my daughter and my son-in-law at yeah. service today. 
Yeah, wow. That was and we hadn't we, talked to him. We, had we hadn't talked, talked to anybody. Anybody. It was a conversation between us two that we was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Okay. So all right. So you know you gotta talk to my daddy. And you have to, you know, right, I right, you know right. just kind of had that conversation. And I looked at him, I said, You talked to my dad? He's like, no. And um, so he was like, Yeah, my son-in-law, so, you know, and he's just going on. And so it was a really strange um, way that everything came together regarding the, I guess it was a proposal. It was more like a command. It was more like a statement, a more, statement so, of, more so know, than a proposal. Yeah, plans. It, 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 <laughs> right. was, a, it was a plan um, yes. proposal. Yes, itinerary, itinerary, an agenda. Itinerary. Hey, I love that. We're gonna be in love, so yeah. And I was like, all right, I can, I can, I can rock with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I pull out of that? This is so good. You know what I pull out of this? One of the things that I pull out is the fact that you made him clarify. I really need the listeners yeah. to hear that part for the listeners, the ladies out there. You made him clarify that because that could have meant anything. Anything, absolutely. But you knew because we make so many assumptions and that's why we're getting in trouble. Assumptions. Yeah. We get in trouble when we start assuming. Well, I thought you meant, no, you should ask me exactly what I meant. And so exactly. that is a key point that I want to make sure that the listeners grab out of that because this is so good. You made him clarify. And then as you said, Pastor Joey, you already knew you weren't playing this game. You, right. you already had in your mind that you were not going to be separated. So you put your money where your mouth was. And you <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful because when you, when you do that or when a woman does that, the, this is, I think this is important. The guys who step up to the plate are the guys that's gonna hang around. But the guys, when you say, okay, well, what do you mean? Because you want, you want clarity. I think clarity is kindness. So when somebody wants clarity, that's great. Yeah. So yeah. when you say, well, what does that mean? That means, well, let me tell you what that means. That means we're going to move together. That means we live. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to get engaged. Yeah. We're going to make happen. So when you begin to be clear and say, you know, hey, you know, define what that means or this is what I want. And the guy steps up and says, okay, I, I, I hear that. He, you know what I mean? That's a good thing. It's not, yeah. that's not something to run from, you know? Yeah. yeah. When we gain clarity, we're able to make the proper expectations of each other. Yeah. And um, when we don't have clarity, we make these, have these expectations that is not in alignment with the intent. Right. Um, because we have assumed yeah. so much that we're not there. Yeah. Yes. So I think that clarity piece is so important. And then if you don't have that, there's a disconnect between your expectation and the intent and they can absolutely so far away exactly if, if we could if the listeners could make sure that they get that piece you make sure that it's clear the mm -hmm. intent and what the expectation is uh, uh closer together and not mm -hmm. far apart this is good so i already know that your family was on board clearly was your family? Um, my family. Here, here's the thing with 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 Sonia. They love Sonia. They were really watching me to see whether or not I was. It <laughs> wasn't her. It was like because again, just in, in total honesty, it was okay. Well, we've heard this song before. You know, we've hey. seen this story before. Okay, yeah, sure. She'll be gone next week or you know next month or whatever. So it wasn't her. They loved her. Okay. It was more so of them. 
watching me to see whether or not I'm the one that's serious. Yeah, you know? because that's a thing that, you know, because he, he went off to college. When he went off to college, he was an R&B singer. He was a modeling. Oh, you, oh, you oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Invite us back for the next episode. <laughs> so we're going to need to do a part two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, so that was him. And then when they meet me, the first time they meet me, um, the choir that I was directing, Grammy Gospel Choir, okay. choir, we were on tour, a South Florida tour. So we ended up singing at a church right down from their house. Okay. So they come to the house, I mean, to the, um, the concert mm -hmm. that night. And um, that is the first time they ever seen ever me. seen her ever. Okay. And you know, I'm directing the choir and preaching the house down and so on and so forth. And I'm, you know, I'm sure they're like, this is a different type of yeah. person, yeah. you know. So yeah. uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, you yeah, know, it was they're very like, different. He, Probably gonna miss this. Because the last one, the last one didn't go to church. She was at the club. So I'm trying to figure out, like, Joey, which one do you want? Do you want the club or do you want the church? And they was trying to figure, wow. they was watching me to yeah. see. So they love her and love her, loved and love her. It was me. They was like, okay, all right, now don't you, okay. You know, so yeah. Wow. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. What traits in each other would you say? that you absolutely could not live without? Wow. Uh, which, okay, let's see, where do I start? Um, oh, really? Okay, yeah. I wanna hear this, go ahead. <laughs> go, go for it, go, go, go. <laughs> go first. Uh, I think, I think, like I said, well, earlier I mentioned one of the, I mentioned the standard that she has. Okay. Um, I think that's one of the things that I really feel like because her love for God is, is, is at a level to where she loves him, even to the degree that, that she has this, this, this sacrificial nature about her love for God to where she will sacrifice her own uh, desire, I guess, you know what I mean? For yes. the purpose of pleasing God. Yes. So when her way rubs up against God's word, she's quick to turn from her way. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I looked at and look at now and it's like, wow, she has this longing, this desire for God that is just so deep that I can't even get in the way of it. You know what I mean? And sometimes I've seen where I've seen or, and have been in relationships where the woman would really sacrifice more for the man than they will for God, you know what I mean? Or for the relationship than they will. So there are, you know what I mean? So I think yes. a relation, just the aspect that she has to where, yes, I'm extremely important in her life without question. That's not a question, you know, but her love for God is so much and it influences everything that she does. Like, that's the thing. The love for God influences how she loves me. Her love for God influences how she love our kids, say that love again. Say that again. how we handle money. Her love for God influences everything about our lives. So it's that there, there, there's other practical things, but at the root of it, it's her allowing her love for God to influence every area of her life. Cause yeah. I get benefit off of that. Wow. Who can find it? 
Come on here, I'm about to preach. Uh-huh. Come on, Pastor Sonia. Come on, you got to top that, Pastor Sonia. Listen, I don't even know Come on. You gotta I top that. say, um, when he said that, he reminded me, uh, when he was saying that, he reminded me of our first year anniversary, dating, our first year dating anniversary. We didn't have any money, so, you know. Um, Where did we go? We thought we was doing it. We was able to go to Carabas. We went to Carabas. We went to Carabas. Um, <laughs> You know, just I don't know how we got there. How did we pay for that? I don't, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> and I'm asking him, you know, these questions, you know, and I said, hey, um, why do you think we, you know, made it for a year? Yeah. And because the reality is, you know, he had a lot of options. I had a lot of options. Okay. You know, neither one of us was, you know, out of the spotlight. Both of us okay. were in the spotlight in our own you know, lanes right. and um, for us to come together so opposites, so much opposites and um, adversary, adverse, I guess adversity, um, mm -hmm. because a lot of people did not, um, a lot of people did, well, did not approve of the union because okay. they felt that I was too holy for him okay. and, or he was too popular and- Worldly, you know, say the word. <laughs> Worldly. You know, but God was doing something on the inside of him that yes. that I knew that nobody um, else knew. And um, so I'm asking him, why do you think that, uh, and I'm, I'm going to get to your question, but I need, I need to say this. Yes. Why, why did you um, think we made it? And I thought he was going to come up with this grandiose answer of how amazing I am and, you know, and all that stuff. And he says, um, I think um, we made it because you stuck to your word and you didn't give it up. Wow. It. It. Now, we got to emphasize the it. Come on, emphasize, emphasize. You got to emphasize what the emphasize. giving it up was, right? You know, and because from the beginning, I had told him that, you know, I was saving myself to marriage. I wasn't yes. going to be with anyone else. Um, anyone until I was married, I was going to be with my husband until the day I died. Yes. And, um, you know, so I don't know whether he actually believed it or not, but he went along with it. Uh -huh. And um, so he told me, he was like, that was it. Like, yeah. so he's very strong on that, yep. you know, that I kept the standard that I said I, yep. I, I kept who I was, you yep. know, and I didn't change. And I didn't know because many women think they have to change to keep them. Mm -hmm. Speak, speak, you Come know, on. speak. But, What's more attractive to a real man is that you don't change and talk, you do hold on to your standards yeah. and you don't allow them to manipulate you and you don't allow them to um, get in the way of your father. Um, and, yes. and a lot of times, yep. you know, they're thinking, oh, I got to move. I got to compromise. I got to, you know, do all of these things because that's the only way I'm going to keep them. The, uh, and, but that only applies to the wrong one because yep. the right one wants you to be in right alignment with Christ. And if you're, because when you're in right alignment with Christ, it allows him to be in right alignment with yeah. Christ. As Cause, cause in, a, in a way, you know, when in scripture, it talks about how the saved, the sanctified wife will save that unsanctified um, man or husband. And like in so many ways, the wife, even though the man is the head of the house, the wife sets a presence and a presence in the house that just commands a following as well. That's and so it. it's so important 
that women keep their standards and keep what it is that God has, you know, led them to do because it's, it's, it's a flow in the household that is led by them, you yeah. know, and if they keep it, then the house keeps it, you know, um, even in that. So he's, you know, so him saying that really made me um, think yeah. of that and just kind of bring that out. Yeah. Um, but even in that, you know, he talks about how, you know, um, I guess my life and I've been preaching for a long time and things of that sort. And um, what what the trait, I guess, that he holds that I just know I couldn't live without that, that really surprised me um, to a large degree. He, he gave me something in my life that I didn't know I needed, but I found out once he gave it to me, I could not live without. And that was the, the ability to just be me. Okay, church you, know, <laughs> you know, I love that. You know, because you know, just you know, especially being in the church for such an early, so you know, early years, grew up in the church. There's so much expectation, you know, and there's so much, um, I guess, compartmentalizing me to where I need to yes. be. You know, yes. who I need to be with, how I need to sound, how I need to preach, how I need to sing, how I need to dress, what type of hairstyle, it, you know, and it goes on and on and on. And then being around my peers and I, I'm being the one that's always speaking into, I'm the one that everyone comes to for yes. assistance and counseling and guidance. And when I got with him, it was like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, he was like, I don't care what the expectations of you. I want you to be you. So if yeah. you don't feel like preaching today, if you don't feel like counseling today, if you don't feel like smiling today, I don't care. I just need you to be you because I love you for you. And I was, I'm able to laugh with him. Yes. Yes. I mean, just, we laugh sometimes. We stay up three and four o'clock at night, just laughing on the, and, and we, I mean, I'm, even now, I'm, we, we would do that back in college, but even now we have yes, those nights now, right, <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. three, four o'clock, just laughing and just enjoying each other, and that is something that I needed, and I didn't know I needed, but yes. absolutely can't live without the joy that he brings to my life. Yes, yes, and I think that is so important that what you said about someone not requiring that you change but lets you be you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how you know that this is, has to be the right person because I don't have to change myself physically. Yeah. Nope. Because you know that's a lot going on. I got to change myself physically because, because who I am is, is not what you want. You want me to add some to myself in order for me to be appealing to you. Yeah, you know, somebody yeah. that rolls up on you and say, I like you just the way you are. I want you to yeah. be who you are. That is so important. It's so good for our listeners. And I, and I hope you guys are really, really enjoying it. There are people who you know need to hear this right now. And if while this is airing, tag their names. Tag some couples that you know desperately, desperately need to hear this. Because I see so transparency, so much transparency. I don't see anything superficial. And it feels like you don't see anything superficial in each other. It's just so pure and that's what is just exuding from you right now just the purity and the transparency so i want to thank you for that because this is ministering to me and i'm the host amen, amen. <laughs> i love it i love it 
Can you describe each other just in one word? One word. Mm. You go first, because I got to see what word I'm going to use, because you ain't going to out use no word for me. <laughs> I'm using me a good word if you, nah. Um, I, well, I, I don't think I could put it in one word. I think um, beyond my dreams. Yeah. I can't be that. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, you know. I, don't, I don't think you can. Definitely beyond my dreams, more than I could have ever. You know, the scripture talks about he'll give you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. You know, he, he's that guy. He's, I, he's, I should have brought some tissue with me. I knew it. <laughs> You want you to bro some tissue with me? <laughs> Somebody get some tissue. Somebody, it's what I never could have thought of praying for. You oh know, I didn't have the words or the thoughts, you know, to even know who I was enough or who I would become to pray for who it is that I needed. Yes. And, um, you know, so he's beyond ever, ever, any, ever, any thought or dream that I've ever had. So, yeah, he's, he's a beyond my dream guy. Beyond my dream. I, I gotta use that. I gotta use that. Um, <laughs> she, okay. I don't know how to, I don't know. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> that's, that's impossible. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think one word. Uh, it's gonna be, it's so many words flowing through my mind. I think the word that, that would describe Sonia, if I'm trying to describe her to somebody, is grace. Yes. The reason I say that is, and I'm not just talking like in the churchiness of the term. Right. I'm talking grace in just how she is, how she maneuvers, how she does different things. I mean, grace as in her, the way that she moves in life, grace yes. as in what God has graced her to be able to do and does it gracefully. How do you be a businesswoman, a, a pastor, a yeah. teacher, a, 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 a trainer, a mentor, a, a coach, a counselor, a, a real estate agent, a business owner, an author? Like, how do you do all that? A mother, a wife, yeah. um, all these different things. How do you do that, but do it with grace? And then how is it, it's not fair, God, <laughs> that how is it that she's, she's able to be helped for me yes. in the sense that God has graced her to be able to handle me? Yes. And let me tell you, that is not an easy thing to do. She won't say this publicly, but listen, right? Um, how is it? So I think the grace piece is that, man, how do you handle all of these different things gracefully and how is it that God has graced you with so many different gifts, skills, and abilities? And how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not easy. And I can understand why, because maybe somebody that's watching this can, maybe some of the ladies, maybe you understand how this is to be, to know that God has gifted and graced you to do so many different things. Yes. And sometimes the people that you get with, the men that you get with are insecure of your giftings and, and the grace that God has on your life. And that causes a lot of internal anguish because of now you start forsaking some of the things you know God has called you to do. Um, that's why you need to stay connected to Sherry. You need to stay connected to Sonya because they, some kind of way they learn how to do this. So when I talk about her, I think about the grace 
that how do you do that? How is it that you're able to do all of these different things and everything you touch, you make better, wow. you know, including me. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. You know, that just resonates within me because I spoke to Pastor Sonia and I said, Pastor Sonia, you make this thing look easy. <laughs> you do it with such, the word I used was poise. Yeah. You do it with such poise and such grace. And it's awesome to see that your husband is letting us know that what we're seeing, that's exactly what it is behind the curtains. <laughs> it's nothing different. And that's exactly that's who you are. It's not a facade. It's not a figment of our imagination. Exactly what we see is the same thing that he sees. And so I, I, I'm, I'm just, wow. I'm almost speechless. <laughs> you know, you know what's, what's, what's interesting, Sherry? He's about to make me cry no. over here. I'm trying to keep myself together. No, what's interesting, <laughs> Sherry, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. What's interesting is this, um, because I know that a lot of women, especially within the quote church, deal with this, right? Um, then you got the conversation about lead, women in leadership. That's a whole nother thing. That's a whole, you know, whatever. Yes. That's, that's the next episode. That's the R&B episode we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but I think um, what's interesting is this, that God has given Sonia the grace to, to really bridle her in different seasons and situations. I don't have that grace. There are situations that she has come through that if it was me, the place would have been on fire. Come on. I'm just being honest because yeah. when you talk about being a you talk about being a woman in church, you talk about being a woman in leadership in church, you talk about leading uh, millennials in church, you're talking about um, leading women who are older than you in church, you talk about leading men who are in church who, you know what I'm saying? Like all yeah. of these different facets. I just want to make yeah. it plain for our listeners, all of these different facets. Now, how do you handle all of that? and not let that get you bitter, that's grace. That is exactly it. But I'm not saying out of your face, but let the grace of God that is in you yeah. allow you to be grace to people who don't deserve grace <laughs> sometimes. Uh -huh. But that's what grace is all about, is getting yes. what you do not deserve. Yes. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> wow, this is good. Again, to you listeners, if you have been excited about what you're hearing, again, tag people who you know absolutely need to hear this. What was, what was, that was fantastic. What was your biggest test? Because I know a lot of times people think it's all lovely, always all grand, but tell the listeners about your greatest test and how you overcame it in your marriage. Um, I, I, I will say that our biggest test was, you know, moving, moving here, you know, everything was new. Everything was in, we were, didn't have jobs really. We were just kind of finding everything and we got into a rhythm. We were good. Both of us was working, you know, we were saving and, all of that good stuff and bam, he loses his job, right? And um, we had just moved, moved out. We started when we first got here, we lived with his mom for, it's supposed to have been about six months, but four months in I get pregnant with Kirsten. I don't know how that happened. 
And um, <laughs> what happened? What happened? You know, so we ended up staying there for about a year and a half, and then you know, it really gave us time to really actually um, build. Mm -hmm. um, so we was rolling. I mean, we're rolling in the dough. You know, we're good. We get our first apartment. We're very. Um, uh, fiscally um, responsible. responsible, so we don't go out and get this huge thing. We get something that's kind of small. It's kind of sets up for now, yeah. and um, bam, he loses his job and um, can't find one for yeah. no. I mean, he could not. They would not. McDonald's would not hire. <laughs> no one would hire him and. You know, I was just kind of working, 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 and I, and, and I really feel that that is why the responsibility of a woman or the wife is not to carry the load because it was tough knowing it. I think what helped because I knew it wasn't his choice, you know, that really helped us. Um, but however, it was tough for me. I know it, it, he can explain how it was yeah, with yeah. him, yeah. but just mentally, it was just draining the idea that you know you can't take off. Right. You know, the idea that you, can, you can't afford to take off. Like, you you have to go sick and all because this is how the bills are getting paid. Right. Yeah. And we were, like, just barely making it. And I was just drained. We was in church. We was in ministry. We was going six and seven days, wow. you know, out of the week. I remember... Um, our little girl Kirsten was maybe about one and a half at well, about, about two, about two and maybe a half. Two years old, yeah. About two and a half. And she was like, um, it was late at night, we was coming home from church, and she says, um, um, are we going to the sleep house? Yeah. And I said, What you mean, Kirsten? Are we going to the sleep house? I said, Our house? She was like, Yeah, the, the place where we go to sleep at. So basically, she wasn't even referring to it as a home. Wow. He only referred to it as the place that we went to sleep because we were running around all over the place just doing ministry, 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 broke as a joke, yep. um, tired, stressed out, drained. And um, that was the probably the toughest test, yeah. you know, at that point, because we were dealing with two totally different realities in the same situation. Yeah. Okay. It, it, Really, it was really tough. Um, again, tough on tough on Sonya because she was out having to, like she said, everything she said, having to go to work and and all of this stuff. And then it's tough on me because I'm I don't want you to go to work. I don't want you to ever go to work, um, ever. Like, <laughs> and then we had the baby, and then it was just so much. And then we were. I think one of the things that made it the most difficult for us is that we were in church and we were serving God. Oh. And we were paying. Tithes. And we were paying. I want. I want y'all to hear this. And we were giving tithes, and we were sowing love seeds, and we were praying for people, and they were falling out and getting up and living better. And we were praying for people to get jobs, and the next day they called us and got the job. We yeah. were praying for people who were sick, and then the next yeah. day they were, oh wow, God healed my sickness. And we're sitting here trying to figure out, God, okay, now wait a minute, now hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on, now yeah. we're sitting with all of this. But in our own lives, we're going home eating, you know, we're eating grilled cheese sandwiches yeah. with Cheetos for dinner. Yeah. That's dinner. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. sit around and eat grilled cheese. and You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it really got to a point that that was one of the most frustrating, at least for me, 
is one of the most frustrating times of our relationship because we couldn't we couldn't figure out what was going on. There. Yeah. Um, eventually, you know, by the grace of God, things begin to open up. Yeah. Um, job, you know, ended up getting one job, lead to another job, lead to another. It was, you know, it started happening by the grace of God. Um, long story short, I told Sonia a couple years ago, she was still working at this, this one place um, in, the, in the law field or something like that. And she came home one day and she was tired. So she took a bag. This time, both of us were, were working. Mm -hmm. She put a bag on the, on the kitchen counter and said, Ooh, I'm tired or something. Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. I told her, you, you don't have to go back to work. And she was like, what do you mean? I got to go to work tomorrow. I was like, no, no, that's it. I think you've done enough work. So I think at that time you were pregnant, right? With Jason. Well, we it? didn't know well, at we that point know. because we were trying. Right, we were trying. So that's a whole nother. So, so. <laughs> I, yeah, so I, we, we, he talked about it. I was like, are you sure? He was like, yeah, I don't want you to work. You've done enough. You've worked enough. And, um, I agreed. She agreed. Very quickly. <laughs> well, if you say so. <laughs> so um, I ended up writing the letter. Um, before I could turn in my letter of resignation, we found out we're pregnant. And um, which, was, which was a testimony in itself because we were, had been trying for three years. I had had three miscarriages in the middle of this. Wow. Yeah. wow. So talking about a trying season. Yeah. And um, find find out that I'm I'm pregnant, and so we was like, well, I can't stop now. Let's work throughout the pregnancy, mm -hmm. and then um, you know just do it. Then yeah. yes. I had, and today is so crazy because you know today we're celebrating Jay's birthday, mm -hmm. and um, he's that was six years ago. That was six years ago yep. to today, yep. Yep. and after that, I have not stepped into a. Uh, office building, printed nope. nobody papers, nope. no getting lawyers ready for court. Nope. I have not done that in six, six years. Wow. That is a testimony of God. That is a testimony of God. And the thing that I love is that, Pastor Joey, you, you were able to recognize. And if you could, for a moment, speak to the men that are on here about being able to recognize, because sometimes People miss it because they're all kind of signs, all kind of signals, and they're ignoring it. Speak mm -hmm. to the man about how important it is to watch your wife and watch those signals and watch that body language. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I noticed, I noticed that, I noticed that she wasn't her best self. Yes. You know, I knew her. Again, we knew each other all. You know, throughout college, we spent every single day together. Yeah. Once we, once we uh, connected. So I knew her and her daily disposition. Yes. I knew something was off. You know, add to that all of the, the financial responsibility being thrown on her. I can only imagine she's not built to handle that. So it was a matter of me knowing her at her best and then saying, that's not, she's not at her best. Why is she not at her best? She's not at her best because, well, it makes sense. So then I say, well, I'm the way that I'm, I'm kind of wired. I'm very type A. I'm very, okay, how do I fix this? I'm like analytical. Okay, this is what needs to happen. Da, 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 da. So I said, okay, you want, you're not going back to work. That's it for that. You're doing real estate full time. You're doing real estate full time <laughs> because here's why. You're at your best self when you're doing something you love. And, and I don't care about a dollar amount. I need you to be at your best self. That's going to help.
everything that we touch is going to be better when you're better, you know? Yeah. So, so it's really paying attention to who they are. You know, that person at their heights, then you know that there's something, there's something off if they're not where they normally kind of hang out as far as their disposition, as far as their attitude, as far as, so it was that it's, it's noticing that I don't always get that right. Um, but in, in extreme situations, I'm like, no, no, something ain't right. Let's, 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 you know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. That's, that's so important. And that's why I wanted you to be able to speak to the men, because I know it's quite a few men on, and I wanted them to be able to hear from you about exactly how you came to that place. So that I believe is helping them. Okay. Now I need to start paying a little bit more attention and I need to be able to recognize what's going on with my spouse and vice versa. Women are able to do that as well. Let me ask you another question um, about God being the sinner. How important is it that God be the center of your marriage? For me, I think, I think that's, that has to be the case. I've never, I, we, when we sit down with couples all the time, we ask them, we ask them a question and oftentimes here's what the question sounds like it's name a few couples that you want your marriage to mimic right so typically they'll name you know a couple few couples or whatever what do these couples have in common and most i would say 99 percent of the time these are godly couples where mm -hmm. god is at the center so people the reality is we don't people don't want a relationship that the world offers like you have to have Christ at the center of your marriage, of your life first, and then of your marriage, because it's possible for two Christians not to have a Christian relationship. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. But you got to have God at the center, because when God is at the center, decisions are easier. Yeah. When God is at the center, pride cannot exist there. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really the idea of putting God and God's word at the center. It makes things easier to get through you are going to go through things we talked about that yeah and and i think it's very difficult um to have christ at the center of the marriage if christ is not the center of your life mm -hmm. yes you know and you know and if a lot of times we grow up in church and you know we see you know what we would call you know that godly you know kingdom couple mm -hmm. but you know we kind of kind of skip over the point to where it takes two godly people to make a godly marriage. Yep. You know, it like and if both if you're not individually driven or centered by mm -hmm. Christ, it's gonna be very difficult to have a marriage that is centered by Christ. Right. Yes. And um so when once your personal decisions are centered with Christ, it's easier. Mm -hmm. So when you come together and you're setting goals together, mm -hmm. decisions like Joey said um, are already made pretty much. Exactly. Like you don't have a lot of hard decisions right. when Christ is the center. Because why? You have uh, uh, his word to go by. You yep. have his, um, his, um, his plan for your, for, for your lives to go mm -hmm. by. You have what he has already set and already has predestined for you already. So if you're clear on that, uh, you don't you don't run into a whole lot of 
arguments or, you know, these big fallouts because it's not me making the decision. Right. It's not him making the decision. Right. It's, uh, it, it's the position that Christ holds in our marriage that makes the majority of the decisions. Right. There's not many decisions that we no, had to I'll make. I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. Just to make it very practical for, for those who are watching, how the number one cause of divorce, we, we know, is finances, right? So how do we handle money as, as in a marriage? Well, there are financial biblical principles, stewardship yeah. principles. Yeah. Well, yeah. if both of us handle our handle the money yeah. God's way, That's we the don't way. have to fight about how money is being handled. We don't because have to fight. It's already written it's how already we written. handle money. Right. How we handle money is here. Right. We give some, we, we save, we, we sow some, we spend some, we save some. That is the biblical yeah. model. It is what it is. So we don't have to that no longer, so that financial issue is no longer yeah. an issue. Yeah, all we have to talk about now is little details. Right. Yeah. You know, yes. But the big picture is, or uh, the big plan is already planned out for us yeah. when Christ is the center and it makes so, so many yeah. things so much easier. Yeah. So, what spiritual advice, because there's a lot of new couples that are on, and I want to speak to new couples starting out as well as people who are in a relationship, but it's a little bit rocky. What spiritual advice would you give to couples that are watching right now? I will say never get too, never get too deep into a place to where God's voice is not the loudest voice. That's it. You know, um, and that's whether you're a new couple or, or whether you've been married for 20 years. Maybe if, if you just in, you know, in that place to where that initial awe to where you're just drowning and, you know, in the in the hopes and the potential of what may happen or you're drowning in what it is and you can't find your way. Um, either way, it's important that God's voice is the loudest voice yeah. because he stands true to his word that he is a lamp into our feet mm -hmm. and a light into our path yeah it's his, if his voice is the loudest voice you can find your way or you, yes. you too can find your way out of anything yeah and and i will say to add to that a lot of times um god's voice is sent through another person so it's important Absolutely. to be surrounded by godly people. Right people. It's important to be surrounded by godly people, especially if you're a married couple, godly married couple. If you're single, make sure you have godly leadership or mentorship in your life because a lot of times God will gift them, God will speak through them for you. Yeah. Yes. So it's really, it's really honoring their voice even when you don't necessarily see it. So that, I think that's important. Keeping God's word and God at the center is gonna require allowing, being vulnerable and allowing some people into your space. And I think that's a really important point because sometimes we can be so emotionally intoxicated mm -hmm. that yeah. the voice of God becomes distorted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that could be distorted by our own, um, you guess, I guess, own desires yeah. or distorted by, um, you know, even our, sometimes, just to be honest, we get mad at God. Yes, yes. You know? And um, that's, that also caused, you know, his voice to be distorted, yeah. you know? So it's so important what he was, what Joey was saying to have those 
people in your life, those godly people in your life to say like, mm, I don't know, you may want to pray about that. Right, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's that second, um, that, get that second filter outside of the Holy Spirit, because sometimes mm-hmm. we'll override it, you know, yes. um, so that second filter to say, oh, I don't know, because you know, I have good intent for right. you. You right. know, I have no motive. I just want you to pray about that again. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I know that the listeners are getting so much from you as a couple, but I now want to move and navigate over to who you are quickly as pastors. Tell us who is the Fresh Church? Wow, that's so the Fresh Church is an amazing community of people from all walks of life who are passionate about God. We believe that we exist to show and to share Jesus. Yes. Uh, so period. period, that's it, that's it. What, what do you guys exist for? To show Jesus, share Jesus. Um, so so uh, was it six years? It'll be six years in June, but April. My, yeah, April, Easter Sunday. Easter. Wow. We, we started, well, I guess years before, we had been praying about it and, and God had put this on our heart, but we started the Fresh Church with just my wife and I and our daughter at the time. We only had her at the time. So it was just us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God had been speaking to us about doing this. So we stepped out on faith after prayer and after preparing and all this stuff. And then we have our services and we just, one of the things that's major with the Fresh Church is outreach. So we we, okay. spend, we spend more time outside of the church than we do inside of the yeah. church. Yeah. Uh, we do get Sunday, but a, much of our ministry is, is outreach awesome. ministry. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that, that's who we are. We are laid back, but we're passionate about God. We're casual and kind of how we approach things. But man, let me tell you something. These people love Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we, we've always kind of thrived to the fresh. I mean, because I know people hear the name and they how like. How did you come up with the name? How did you come up with the name? <laughs> how do we come up with the name? Well, well I, okay. So, all right. So we knew that it would have something to do with fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it was something fresh. We felt that God was wanted to do something fresh in the community. He wanted to do something fresh within us. We, he wanted us to have a different approach to ministry that mm-hmm. was not as common in the area. Yep. Okay. So we knew it would be something with fresh. And um, so Joey is running this list down of different names. So what was some- I had a spreadsheet of names. I told you how I am. So I had a spreadsheet of names that went two miles long of oh, everything wow. with the fresh, fresh in it, fresh yeah. international, fresh uh, anointing. anointing, fresh, fresh wind people. touch, fresh. fresh global ministries impact. Right. Then we're in the living room one day and, and, and Sonia's like, why don't you just call it the Fresh Church? I was like, you know what? The Fresh Church. I like that. I'm going to use that. That's what it's going So that's kind of how we came up with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so again, very, very energetic group of people who love God and are passionate about him and are passionate about reaching his people. Yeah. Yes. That, that's lovely. Now, the location, because you guys are located now where? Right now we're in West Park. West Park, okay. And we're, yeah, yeah, we're in West Park right now, West Park, Florida, uh, at in, a, in an auditorium. We're a portable church, so that's exciting. Okay. Uh, it's it's 
full of adventure and all of that. So our church, again, we're in my hometown, West Park. Yes, right? yes. Right down the street from where he grew up, like I two mean, blocks over. born and raised. So that's fun to be. That? Did you choose that community specifically? That's why I asked. Yes, I did. Um, I chose, uh, we, we chose that, that community specifically. Really felt the call for ministry there. Um, and, and still do. I, I just... I just think that there's so much ministry to be done there. Okay. Uh, some people are in need, um, just existentially and spiritually. Yeah. You know, there's a great need o- on both ends. So because initially we started off at another location. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started off still near the community. We were kind of outside of the community, and the Lord just really let us like, no, I want you slap dab in the middle. Yeah. In the middle, right there beside a house, mm-hmm. beside, you know. Yes. So um, six months in, we changed locations and, and moved about what, maybe like a mile and a half. Maybe a mile. <laughs> mile and a half down the street to be right there in the community. Cause we said at that time, God really wanted us there. Now we don't, you know, can't say where God is gonna lead us anywhere else, but we knew that those, um, these five, five six years yeah that we have really been trying to minister to as many, you know, other needs that the community have. And we felt that we needed to be right there in the middle yes. of it. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and, and it's so needed. I want the people to know more about you as pastors. Did you know early on that you were called a pastor? Both of you. Well, um, I knew early on. I knew um, early on, probably by the age of 23-ish, um, that I had a call um, to pastor. And I had been really been groomed um, as much as my parents could do um, for, you know, basically taking over um, to some degree or in the same lane or vein that they were in. Um, so I was groomed. I wasn't groomed for South Florida. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a whole nother thing. I grew up in North Florida, the Bible Belt. Okay. Um, so we're a little different. Um, but um, just the, the foundational things, I think my family was kind of play, trying to, you know, kind of groom me in that direction for quite, quite yeah. a long time, I, I, you know, yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, I think for me, no, I, I did not know at all. Um, okay. uh, as far as pastoring, no, uh, had no clue. As a matter of fact, so let's fast forward to, uh, you know, give Christ your life for the third time. This time, I'm for real. You know. Okay. Okay. Whole thing, and um, just begin to serve wherever was needed. Yeah. Anything that was needed, I was. I want to do it. I'm. I'm. I'm excited to do it. Not. So I just did that. And that went from, you know, maybe singing on the worship team to helping out on a Saturday vacuuming the floor to the next week painting the walls to the next week, you know, you're in charge of these three kids over here. Okay. The next week, okay, now you've grown you've grown that to a little bit. Now, now you're in charge of this department. And then, you know, just really just being faithful with whatever opportunity that God was giving me to serve. Mm-hmm. just doing that and then I look up one day and it's God is like okay you know all of that stuff you were doing it's time to come do it now and I'm like oh you got me no, you know? never, <laughs> we never had a conversation about it we no, never, we never had a conversation prior never. Um, 
too. So he had never had a conversation with me of my thoughts about pastoring. We never talked about pastoring. We never talked about pastoring until two years before the Fresh Church. (laughs) We never talked about it ever. We was always so engulfed into ministry, um, working, serving, you know, just serving wherever we could. Singles, Um, listen, singles, this is how you stay out of people's bed. Listen to me. (laughs) This is how you stay out of people's beds. You serve, all right? If you serve enough, you'll be too tired to sing. Y'all ain't hear me. (laughs) You'll be too tired. You're like, Lord, I ain't like devil. I can't even sing today. I gotta gotta go help the kids at 6 a.m. We driving to Orlando tomorrow. You know what I mean? But seriously, you know, just really, really putting our head down and serving anywhere that was asked, not feeling a sense of, it would be a chore, or but enti- it was a or even entitled. Yeah. Because I really believe that this generation don't have the patience to be made. Yeah. Teach. Teach. You know, you know, we're, we're, we're consistently worrying about this idea of purpose, this idea of um, this position or platform, regardless of whether it's pastoring or having being an influencer on social media, whatever it is, mm-hmm. we're right. so driven by that, and we become, yeah. you know, just kind of um, drunk, okay, with this idea of what I'm trying to be, mm-hmm. and versus embracing where we are yeah. to yeah. where God is making us into what it is that we we need to be. We want to mm-hmm. skip for some reason. We want to skip those stages skip and yeah. just be. Yeah. You know, but we always talk about David. He was anointed and went back to the field. Right, right. There years before, there was so much prep that had to be done before he became king. Yeah. You know, yeah. he had systems to learn. Yeah. He had, you know, things that he had to deal with. So it's like, um, you know, we it's, we're grateful that we didn't get the bug. Come on. Yes, yes. You know. And get the bug before time to mm-hmm. to be a boss, to be a leader, to be you know some of that. Um, I believe that we, you know, we just wanted to serve. We yeah. just wanted to serve wherever we could and um, help the kingdom of God with the gifts that God had given us. Yes, yes. And what's been the most rewarding part of pastoring? Because you've pastored now for six years, and what would you say was the most rewarding part of your pastoral journey so far? Oh, without question, it's, it's seeing lives change. Yep. Without question, it's it's the it's the young lady who comes up and says, "I was struggling with depression, yep. and I tried to take my life several times. Thought about doing it this morning, but I got up and I came to church. And um, it's the, it's the fact that us getting to church three four hours early, setting up chairs, setting up speakers, setting up all of these different things, and 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 putting out flyers and, and all this stuff. And then this young lady comes in hours later and says, I want to give my life to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'll do it all over again. We'll do it every weekend. Yeah. And and also it's, it's the, the marriages piece for um, me as well. Like that, that is my heart, you know, to um, help, you know, marriages as much as we can um, to what we know. We don't know everything. We're not perfect but we will share what we know. Yeah. And um, so just when, you know, married couples come and they may have been on the brink of divorce yeah. or, you know, so many different situations mm-hmm. that kind of causes, you know, life yeah. to happen. And, uh, and, you know, so to be able to see marriages flourish mm-hmm. and to have testimonies to where 
Uh, we pray together at night between people that have didn't have a prayer life individually, right, right. you know, but um, just, you know, seeing those turnarounds and happy, it's, it's amazing. Yes. It's amazing to see those things, you know, like, you know, so all, he's like, okay, all, all the sleep is nice and all, worth you it. know, it's worth it. Yeah. Yes. So you guys are now open, or I know you just recently had a soft open, because I mm -hmm. want to get the people who are on that live in the West Park community that say, I got to find these people. I love mm -hmm. everything that I hear. I feel like God is calling me to these people. How can they find Fresh Church? Absolutely. Well, I would say the first thing to do is follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yes. or Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of that stuff. Give us all of your social media handles. Yeah, so every social media outlet, it's at the Fresh Church. Mm -hmm. So all of them, just that, at the Fresh Church. And um, that's the first place because nowadays we're, we're, the, we're the review culture. We're the go Google it yeah, culture. Right, right, absolutely. So you'll probably go watch some sermons before yeah. you decide. And, you know, and that's okay. cool. That's beautiful. So do that. Uh, if you want to meet us in person, we encourage that. We are having um, services. We recently opened two weeks ago. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, after a nine-month hiatus. Ten, ten months. Wow. Ten, ten, ten months. months. So we have COVID protocols in place. Um, you won't touch anybody but, but Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so people are bringing, you know, people are feeling more comfortable. People are even bringing their kids. Yeah. You know, so, but if you say, you know what, I got pause on that, that's totally fine. You can still enjoy with us Sundays uh -huh. online, right on Facebook at 12 noon. Yeah, but they have to RSVP if they're going to be for the in person. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And that link is also on our social media pages. Yeah. All right. All right. I we're almost done, but I want to talk about the book because I believe that if people are on and they're like, I'm I'm loving this. I, I'm loving everything that I'm hearing. But you guys put a lot of this in a book that yeah. the listeners can access. So let's talk real quick about the book. How did you come up with the book? Yeah, go ahead. You well, you know, we were doing a lot with married couples um, and we were getting ready to start um, to plan our marriage conference for the year. Okay. And uh, we got into a conversation and we just started talking how we go and we start feeding off of each other, iron sharpens iron kind of thing. And we, we landed on the idea of Many problems in marriages do not start at, you know, on the wedding day. Okay. It starts during their singleness and yeah. also during the dating years. Um, so we like, you know what? Let's back up for a moment. Because if we can get them at their dating state, mm -hmm. you know, we can, we, if we can get them before they, they say, I do, yeah. you know, maybe we can kind of tackle this thing um, uh, uh, just more effective. Right. So yeah. we'll do it on both ends. So we ended up saying, okay, you know what? We're going to have um, singles. We're going to call it um, single dating is complicated. Okay. You, you know, so we're going to do relationship goals. Single dating is complicated. It'll be a one day conference. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll probably get about, we planned about 75 people to show up. Um, we like to be. It was only because we it was we wanted to do it in the month of February. So it's like the beginning of January. Okay, we're gonna do that. Okay, we set it out, get the date, get the venue, set things up, put out the flyer, and one day a hundred people register. 
Wow, wow. So we was like, oh, okay, Lord, we hear you. Okay, so we ended up switching some things around. At the end of the day, over 600 people um, registered wow. for the event. And um, we was like, we wanted to compact some type of content yes. that they could leave with. We didn't mm -hmm. want them to just come, right. get 30, 45 minutes of us talking and sharing, and they don't leave with anything. Yes. So we decided, okay, we'll do maybe like an ebook or something like that. Let me tell you, God started pouring that those that stuff in our minds. We just started writing and writing and writing. We wrote yes. the entire book. It started mm -hmm. off as an ebook. Wow. Ended up into a whole book within two weeks. Wow. And what is the name of the book? Relationship okay. Relationship Goals, pursuing the pursuing the relationship you really want. Yeah. Wow. So you hear that, listeners. These two people, these two incredible couple that you've been listening to have a book. And I want for you guys to go and get that book. It's called Relationship Goals. And how can they find the book right now? Yeah, it, that, that is very, very simple. Well, just go to our website, joeyandsoniafoster.com. Okay. Um, you'll see everything there. I do want to say this. You'll see the information about the book there. Um, you'll also see information about relationship coaching and marriage coaching. Okay. Now, this is something that's extremely important because we talked about the community and, and how it is, no man is an island, and how important it is to have godly people in your corner pushing you. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage, and man, maybe for you, relationship coaching is a mandatory thing. It's needed to be done now. Okay. I want to encourage you to reach out. Absolutely. Maybe you're in a relationship or a marriage and it can be preventative. Yes. We want to reach out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So regardless of where you are, we want you to reach out. Um, we just want to be a blessing to your marriage and to your, to your relationship. We need more godly marriages. Amen. I'm going to be honest, right? Yes, so, so there's no game, no, no, no nothing. It's just, it's, it's real um, relationship talk. What is going to take in order for you to have and maintain a godly relationship? You'll see the book information there. Um, some other information. Everything you want to know about us is right there on the website, joeyandsoniafoster.com. And can, and can you spell the site for the listeners? Sure. It's J-O-E-Y-A-N-D-S-O-N-J-A-F-O-S-T-E-R.com. Yes, dot com. Make sure you guys go in. Look this site up because I definitely I know you want to get this book. I, I my kids have this book because my kids were at that conference. Awesome. <laughs> we awesome. got to be there. And I know that this ministers so much to so many young people that I've talked to that have lost hope. They've just lost hope because of what they've seen in the media and because of the state of, of black marriages. So many people have just said this does this doesn't work. This doesn't mm -hmm. work. Uh, speak to those right now that have lost hope that says this thing just does not work. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I would say is um, the only way that marriage and healthy relationships work is if Christ is at the center. Um, so if we're gauging whether or not marriage works by the world's standards, then it absolutely doesn't. Um, the normal marriage of with worldly standards is not going to work. It's going to be dysfunctional and it's going to be toxic. So when we click on Instagram, Facebook, 
and we see these people with these pictures and you say, oh, wow, that's relationship goals. Yeah. Well, relationship goals runs a little bit deeper than just being able to take a cute picture together. Right? Absolutely. Uh, a power Absolutely. couple, power couple is a little bit much, is, is much more than two people who have uh, individual successful careers, yeah. right? takes something to happen. So, so don't judge marriage or relationships by the world's standards. Yeah. Yes. Judge by godly standards. Get around some godly couples. I'm telling you, you get around some godly couples, you're going to see that what many, some people think men don't want to get married. And that's not, in my experience, that's not necessarily the case. What the case is, is men are afraid to get married because they think their marriage is going to be like the ones that they see all around them. Wow. That's the issue. So what's, what's imperative for, for men of God, especially to do is we need to make sure that we surround brothers and we and the women of God surrounding sisters, just let them see the real um, healthy, godly marriage. I think that's important. That's yes, yes, yes. We're getting ready to end, and this has been so incredible. I love the fact that you guys have come and be, and you were so transparent. And for those right now that are on, that have lost hope, those that are on that are in the beginning stages of the marriage, I want for you, Pastor Joey, to pray for those that are listening right now who have lost hope, who said, I just don't know. I'm in this marriage, and it's on the rocks, and I just don't know if I have what it needs to keep pushing. Would you pray for the listeners right now? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's let's even virtually let's let's bow our heads, yeah. uh, Father. We we come now, God, and we're asking, Lord, that you would be exactly who you are, God. You would be the lifter yes. of our heads in the name of Jesus, Father. Somebody is watching this. Somebody's tuned into this stream, God, and they're they're. They're feeling like they're at their end of their rope, Father. We pray, God, that you would give them strength for the journey yes. ahead, Father. Encourage their hearts, God. Let them see you in the middle of this storm that they might be in, Father. Let them see you in the middle of the trial of the relationship. Yeah. Father, let them see that you've never left them and you will never forsake them. Father, surround them in this moment with love and surround them with individuals that have strength, God, to lend to them in this season. Yes. Father, we lift up every woman, God, who's struggling internally, God, and that to the degree that she hasn't even really voiced yes. some of the frustration that she has to deal with. Father, we pray, God, that you would give her the boldness, God, and give her the confidence that's in you, Father, to voice these things, God, healthily, Father. We pray for the men, God, who are struggling internally, Father, for the men who are grown, but inside the little boy is crying out in so many different ways. Father, we pray, God, that you would mature, God, these men, God, to a level, God, that they will walk in their godly identity, Father. We pray for marriages. We pray for relationships yes, who are on the brink of giving up, Father. Yes. But you have so much more for them, Father. So we pray, God, that you would bring them together, God, that you would surround them with strength, yes. God, that you would encourage their heart, God. Let them see that this does not have to be the end. We lift up every marriage that is struggling financially, Father. We pray, God, that you would give them a new outlook, Father. Surround them, God, with biblical uh, individuals, godly standards, yes. God, biblical principles, yes. God, to pull them out of the state that they are in. Lord, we thank you. We are encouraged because we're expecting great things to happen in their lives, yes. Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. I, I feel like I need some tissue now. <laughs> it's, it's, 
It's been so incredible. And I knew, I knew in my heart and my spirit that you were going to be able to minister to the hearts of the young and the more senior. You have an incredible story. I've seen you from afar and I have absolutely admired what I've seen. And I knew that you were a power couple that I needed to bring before the people. So I thank you for your time. I thank you for blessing this show and I appreciate thank it you. so much. So listeners, if you have enjoyed this, make sure you go and follow this incredible couple, Pastors Joey and Pastor Sonia. And if you get a chance, stop by the Fresh Church. Thank you.